Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. Today, I want to talk about David in the book of 1 Samuel 17 to 18. I'm sure most of you heard about the story of David and Goliath. David was a young boy, the youngest of four boys, and later on was to become the king of um, Israel, i.e. King David, the book of Psalms, and so on. And this young boy had more faith than any man at that time when he was that young against Goliath. He had more faith in God. He had no fear. Why? Because he put his faith in God. He didn't put his faith in his own understanding, which is Proverbs 6. He puts his own faith in God of Israel, which he talks about in 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. It's amazing. I was like, hallelujah, when I read that. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. This young boy... Right, who becomes king later on after ki killing Goliath, which in verses 49 to 55. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And this is a young boy right, that has more faith than anybody else. And today in my modern churches, people have no faith. They say they do their lips. It's like what Jesus said. Your lips honor me, but your hearts are far from me. So your lips are full of lots of gas and wind, right? But what comes out of your mouth from the heart is just rubbish. You don't mean it. And I have faith completely in my life. No matter what happens to me, the Lord is in charge of my life. He's in charge of my food, my clothes on my back, the roof over my head, my car that I get about in, and things that are going on in my life right now involving a court case for something I've been accused of that's completely and utterly wrong and complete lies from the devil, right? And trust me, it is. If you could see what's been going on, you'd be blown away by how the devil is using the situation to try and bring me down. But he won't, because I am a son of God. And my Lord Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega above all in the universe. That I will move mountains by the commands that come out of my mouth. That's the faith I have. That Satan has no authority over me in the name of Jesus. I have full authority over him, Luke ten eighteen. That's the faith I have, that I will not fear and he will not trouble me, ever. Even though sometimes my flesh does get worried, does get annoyed, and it happens because that's the flesh, it's fallen, it's fallen down. But my spirit reassures my flesh that my Father in heaven is in charge, as David had the same attitude, the same thoughts, a young boy that takes on Goliath and kills him annihilates him i want you all to meditate on 1 samuel 17 to 18 read it and read it again and listen to the faith that a little boy has over this philistine warrior that's going to kill and annihilate people and the philistine warrior goliath says if you beat me then my people will be servants to you israel but if i beat you you israelis the jews will be servants to us philistines do you think david was going to let that happen no do you think god was going to let that happen no because that's why he used david a boy look at um acts 2 17 joel 2 28 it says young children will prophesy young men have visions and old men will dream of dreams. This is why God uses children. Because they're just straight down the middle. They tell you exactly what you don't want to hear. Or you do want to hear. They're just straight. They'll tell, tell it straight. Adults don't. Why? Because we're worried about upsetting people. 
Well, I'm certainly not worried about upsetting people because I'll tell you straight as well, that's who I am. I'm a man of God, just like Paul, just like Jesus. Chosen for a specific role, Ephesians 4.11, in evangelism. Not everyone's called to that. You've got to be called to it because of the role it is. Evangelism is frontline soldiering. You are going to come up against everything, every form of persecution, just like um, Paul did in the New Testament, getting shipwrecked, beaten, whipped, abused, spat at, imprisoned. You name it, he got it. And that's what's going to happen to real evangelists, not these sugar-coated ones, these little ones that run around the country telling people what they want to hear. They're going to answer to God because an evangelist is a frontline soldier. A teacher is a teacher. A pastor is a, a shepherd of the flock in the church and so on. You're either called to it or you're not. Simple as that. Now, David takes on a mountain of a man covered in armor and has complete faith in the father of Israel, the God of hosts, which he mentions in verse 45 when he goes up against the Philistine warrior. Goliath and tells him straight I mean it's just amazing I'll read it for you now verse 44 and the Philistine said to David come to me and I will give you give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field then David said to the Philistine you come to me with a sword with a spear and with a javelin but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you and this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. I mean, come on, just think about this, right? He's just blatantly gone up to a man who's covered in armor, a fearsome warrior, and said to him straight, I am going to conquer you and annihilate you because I have my father behind me, the God of Israel, the God of gods. There is only one God, Ephesians 4, 5. There's not 10, there's one. There's only one, that's the end of it, finished. And you need to realize that, people out there. You need to realize that you have a God that loves you, a God that can crush anything and when you believe with all of your heart and you have all the faith that god will always stand by you and be with you nothing can stop you nothing can harm you nothing can upset you because you put your faith entirely on god when i hear people going to me well i have faith in god and god has told me that if i take the vaccine uh, he'll look after me no he didn't he didn't tell you that because god has told me and many other people do not take it. And then what God spoke to me about two weeks ago in my previous podcast, which I want you to listen to, God's voice spoke to me in the morning, which I've mentioned, and said, those who belong to me will not take the vaccine. Because by taking the vaccine, you're submitting to this wicked system out there, which is the build-up, I quote, the build-up to the mark of the beast. Right? It's not far away. Now, 2023 is a biblical year, and 2030 is the end of the 6,000-year period. I believe in my heart that 2023 is the beginning of the seven years of tribulation. And just watch to see the world events and watch what happens. The mark of the beast isn't far away. Now, I heard God's voice, like I've heard it before, and I've mentioned about this guy down in Portsmouth, 
who the Lord said to me, send in Proverbs 6, verse 16 to 19, because he was slagging me off behind my back to another sister who decided to ignore me, not ignore me or randomly. Why was that? Because I was preaching to him, telling him straight that his faith is not in Calvinism. His faith is not in pastors. His faith is in Jesus. And he must repent of his sin. He believes he doesn't have to. Yes, you do. You must repent of your sins. 1 John 1 9. If you confess your sins, Jesus will forgive you. If you don't, he won't. It's very clear. If you don't follow Jesus, John 15, and bear fruit, the Father will cut you off and throw you into the fire. It's as simple as that. If you think for one second, well, once upon a time, I said a prayer, and now I'm saved, I can do what I want, think again. You are not a Christian. No one comes to the Son unless the Father leads them. That's John 6, 44. Read the four epistles, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and study them and listen to what Jesus says. If Jesus says jump, you jump. If he says run, you run. Whatever he says, you must do. In my country, there's an uh, organization called the Salvation Army. When they first started, they were powerful. Now they're corrupt and wicked like most religious churches. They don't believe in John 3, 5. They don't accept that what Jesus says, that you must be born again of spirit and water to inherit the kingdom of God. If you're not born again of spirit and baptized in water, you will not get to heaven. Finished. Game over. Simple as that. I'm being serious, guys. You do what Jesus tells you to do or you will go to hell. It's as simple as that. I'm not interested in your opinions and neither is God. He wants your obedience. He's done it all on the cross. He has suffered beyond you can even imagine because he loves you. But if you won't love him back, you've got no place in heaven. You've got to be sanctified. You've got to be changing character. That's the evidence of a Christian. Romans 6, 7, 8. I've mentioned this countless times. Please, brothers and sisters, study this. Study the word. I've finished the whole New Testament and now I'm making my way through the old. It's vitally important that you do that because the old is a build up to the new. The old is not irrelevant anymore. The old has not been thrown in the bin. The old is still important, but it's a build up to the new in which Christians and Messianic Jews come under. They come under the New Testament under Jesus. He fulfilled the law. That's his first and second commandment. Listen to what he says in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Now, David, like I said before, had tremendous amounts of faith and all of you need to have faith in God because when the tribulation comes, when the persecution really starts, if you don't have that faith and that trust in Jesus, you will lose everything. You'll go to hell because I tell you this, it's going to get tough for the saints. If you seem to think that we're going to be raptured out of all this problem in the world before it comes, where does it say that? doesn't say that. 2 Thessalonians 2 talks about the great falling away and the man of perdition must stand in the throne in the new temple before Jesus returns. There's no new temple and there's no great falling away yet. The great falling away will happen when the mark of the beast comes in. Right Before that and during, I guarantee it, millions are going to fall away and be lost. Oh, well, look at that. A Calvinist says you can't lose salvation. How amazing is that, eh? Look at that. When you take scripture into context, you will see the truth. But I always say this to people. This is my quote. If you're not looking for the truth, you're going to find a lie. Or if you're not looking for, if you're looking for a lie, you'll never find the truth. Will you? And most people's hearts are wicked and they are going to perish. I love all of you dearly, but as an evangelist, I'm called with a clear message. 
that Jesus is your high commander. Jesus is the one that's done it all. You take orders from him. You do what he tells you to do, or you will perish and go to the lake of fire. It's as simple as that. I suppose as an ex-soldier in this world, when my commander-in-chief tells me to do something, I do it. Obviously, being in what I was in, we use our brains as well, and we engage our brains, and we follow orders, we engage our brains, and we make the situation better. So we carry out the orders to the best of our abilities by using the brains. There are some soldiers that don't. They just literally take the orders and run straight into a wall. That's exactly what they do, but that's not me. I want you all to study 1 Samuel 17 to 18 and listen to what faith that David had against Goliath. And in the end, he kills him, which is in verse 49 down to 52. He kills Goliath with a stone. This is a warrior that had a massive sword and a spear and a javelin that could have annihilated and chopped up little David into little pieces. But because he had the father of all gods, sorry, the father of all the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. There's only one God. And that's Ephesians 4 or 5. One faith, one Lord, one God. And you may say, well, okay, Jesus is God and the Father is God. Yes, that's, the, that's in the beginning, Genesis 2. When the Father said, let's make them in our image. Let's make them in our image. He's talking, the Father's talking to his Son. It's all there from the beginning to the end. In the Old Testament was the Father. In the New Testament is the Son. Still God. Jesus proclaims his God in John 2.19, John 8.58, Luke 10.18. Read scripture, guys. This is important stuff. In these end times, we need to have faith. We need to have trust. And we need to love one another. We need to love people. And by telling people the truth, that is love. Warning people of the consequences of sin is love. Sugarcoating the gospel and not warning people is not love. It is hypocrisy, just like they do in the world. And I am called to call out those who are in error as Christians and to love those who are lost. But to warn those who are lost as well of the consequences of what will happen because of sin. Those who walk in the sin will die, Romans 6.23. When you read the book of Numbers, and I think it's Numbers 11 to 13, one of them chapters, it talks about Dathan who come up against Moses. The ground was opened up and Dathan and all of his family and all of his possessions fell with other people into the land of the living dead. And when you think about that, the land of the living dead. So that you're dead, but you're living in hell. Oh, it's just horrible. You know, this is serious stuff. And if you think for one second, if any of you out there say, you know what, I don't believe that, I don't believe that. Oh, I like the book of Samuel, but I don't like the book of Kings. Oh, I like the book of John, but I don't like the book of Matthew. Well, guess what? God's not interested in what you like. You just do what he tells you to do, right? He set the standards. He does it all. If you don't follow it, then off you go. Disappear. Because do you think Jesus, for one second, in them days, if you met him one-on-one, -on -one, do you think he would have gone, oh, oh, please, oh, oh, please come back. Oh, I'm sorry, I upset you. Please, please. Do you think he would have done that? No. You would have said, listen, you do what I tell you to do or be gone. That's what he said at the Last Supper. When he said, this is my... The bread represents my flesh and the wine represents my blood. You, eat, you are to eat of it. And they look at him thinking, what? You know, and half of them got up and left. Now listen, right? He did not say, oh, please, please come back. He said, go on, off you go, right? He said to all of his apostles, do you want to go as well? Listen, I set the standard. I'm the one that's going to die for you. I'm the one that suffered for you because I love you. So you listen to me and you do what I tell you to do and you will get to heaven. 
If you don't, you'll go to hell. Simple as that. Finished. Bye-bye. Read the scriptures, guys. 1 Samuel 17-18. This is faith. A little boy having faith. He had more faith than any other man at his time there and then in Israel. He has more faith than 95% of men in this world today in 2021. Right? He has more faith than most men I've ever met and women. Right? In the living God. And if you haven't got that faith, you're going to perish. It's as simple as that. You do what you're told by Jesus. He sets the standards. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name that people listen to this and put their faith in you, God, in these end times. That the end is near. That, Father, please let them have faith in you and trust in you in all of their heart. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Bye.